0: Welcome to the Hackberry House of Chosun. My name is Bob, and I'm reading today from a book called The Private Key to Heaven. It's by Thomas Brooks, who lived from 1608 to 1680. He was an English nonconformist preacher and writer. Well, he's been trying to give us words of counsel about prayer, and his ninth advice and counsel is this, In all your closet duties, look that your ends be right. Purposes. Look that the glory of God be your ultimate end, the mark, the white uh, that you have in your eye. There is a great truth in that old saying, duties are esteemed not by their acts, but by their ends or their purposes. Look, as the shining sun puts out the light of the fire, so the glory of God must consume all other ends. There may be bad work with regard to a good matter, occasion, as in Jehu's zeal. Two things make a good Christian, good actions and good aims. And though a good aim doth not make a bad action good, as in Uzzah, yet a bad aim makes a good action bad, as in Jehu, whose justice was approved but his policy punished. God writes a nothing upon all those services wherein men's ends are not right. They obeyed not thy voice, neither walked in thy law; they have done nothing of all that thou commandest them to do jeremiah thirty two twenty three All this evil is come upon us, yet made we not our prayer before the Lord our God daniel nine thirteen The Jews were very much in religious duties and services. Witness Isaiah and Zechariah. I might produce a hundred more witnesses to confirm it were it necessary. But because they did not aim at the glory of God in what they did, therefore the Lord writes a nothing upon all their duties and services. It was Ephraim's folly that he brought forth fruit unto himself, and it was the Pharisees' hypocrisy that in all their duties and services they looked at the praise of men. Verily, saith Christ, they have their reward, a poor, pitiful reward indeed such men shall be sure to fall short of divine acceptance and of a glorious recompense that are not able to look above the praises of men. Woe to that man that with Augustus is ambitious to go off the stage of duty with applauded praise. Peter was not himself when he denied his Lord and cursed himself to get credit amongst a cursed crew. As ever you would ask and have, speak and speed, Seek and find, look, that the glory of the Lord be engraven upon all your closet duties. He shall be sure to speed best, whose heart is set most upon glorifying of God in all his secret retirements. When God crowns us, he doth but crown his own gifts in us. And when we give God the glory of all we do, we do but give him the glory that is due unto his name. For it is he, and he alone, that works all our works in us and for us. All closet duties are good or bad, as the mark is at which the soul aims. He that makes God the object of closet prayer, but not the end of closet prayer, doth but lose his prayer, and take pains to undo himself. God will be Alexander or Nemo. Uh, Latin is nobody. He will be all in all, or he will be... Nothing at all. Such prayers never reach the ear of God, nor delight the heart of God, nor shall ever be lodged in the bosom of God, that are not directed to the glory of God. The end must be as noble as the means, or else a man may be undone after all his doings. A man's most glorious actions will at last be found to be glorious sins, if he hath made himself, and not the glory of God, the end. Of those actions. My tenth advice and counsel is this be sure that you offer all your closet prayers in Christ's name and in His alone. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, He may give it you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. At that day you shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you, that I will pray the Father for you. Sirs, this is your privilege, as well as your comfort, that you never deal with God but by a mediator. When you appear before God, Jesus Christ appears with you, and he appears for you. When you do call on and pray, then he doth call out to and advocate. When you put up your petitions, he makes intercession for you. Christ gives you a commission to put his name upon all your requests, and whatsoever prayer comes up with this name upon it, he will procure it and answer. In the state of innocence man might worship God without a mediator, but since sin hath made so wide a breach between God and man, God will accept of no worship from man but what is offered up by the hand of a mediator. Now this mediator is Christ alone, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. One mediator, not of redemption only, as the Papists will grant, but of intercession also, which they deny. The Papists make saints and angels co mediators with Christ, but in this, as in other things, they fight against clear Scripture light. The Apostle plainly tells us that the office of intercession pertaineth unto Christ as part of his mediation, and it is certain that we need no other master of requests in heaven. But the man Christ Jesus, who, being so near to the Father, and so dear to the Father, and so much in with the Father, can doubtless carry anything with the Father that makes for his glory and our good. This was typified in the law. The high priest alone did enter into the sanctuary and carry the names of the children of Israel before the Lord, whilst the people stood all without. This pointed out Christ's mediation. You read of two things. First, of the cloud of incense that covered the mercy seat. Secondly, of the blood of the bullock that was sprinkled before the mercy seat. Now that blood typified Christ's satisfaction, and the cloud of incense, his intercession. Some of the learned think that Christ intercedes only by virtue of his merits. Others, that it is done only with his mouth. I conjecture it may be done both ways, the rather because Christ hath a tongue as as also a whole body, but glorified in heaven. And is it likely that that mouth which pleaded so much for us on earth should be altogether silent for us in heaven? There is no coming to the Father, but by the Son. Christ is the true Jacob's ladder by which we must ascend to heaven. Joseph, you know, commanded his brethren that as ever they looked for any good from him, or to see his face with joy, that they should be sure to bring their brother Benjamin along with them. O sirs, as ever you would be prevalent with God, as ever you would have sweet choice and comfortable returns from heaven to all your closet prayers, be sure that you bring your elder brother, the Lord Jesus Christ, in the arms of your faith. Be sure that you treat and trade with God only in the name of the Lord Jesus. It is a notable speech that Luther hath upon the 130th Psalm. He says, Often and willingly do I inculcate this, that you should shut your eyes and your ears and say, You know no God out of Christ, none but he that was in the lap of Mary and sucked her breasts. Sweet is the name of Christ, end of quote. He means none out of him. When you go to closet prayer, look that you pray not in your own names, but in the name of Christ, and that you believe and hope not in your own names, but in the name of Christ, and that you look not to speed in your own names, but in the name of Christ. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, Colossians 3.17. Whatsoever we do, We are to do it by the authority of Christ, and through the assistance of Christ, and in the name of Christ, and for the sake and glory of Christ. Christ's name is so precious and powerful with the Father that it will carry and suit, obtain, and he requested his hands. Jesus, in the China tongue, signifies the rising sun. When a man writes the name of Jesus upon his closet prayers, then he shall be sure to speed. Though God will not give a man a drop, a sip, a crumb, a crust for his own sake, yet for Jesus' sake he will give the best, the choicest, and the greatest blessings that heaven affords. That name is still mighty and powerful, prevalent and precious before the Lord. The prayers that were offered up with the incense upon the altar were pleasing and came up with acceptance. Joseph's brethren were kindly used for Benjamin's sake. Sirs, all our duties and services are accepted of the Father, not for their own sakes, uh, not for our sakes, but for Christ's sake. There are no prayers that are either heard, owned, accepted, regarded, or rewarded, but such as Christ puts his hand to. If Christ doth but mingle his blood with our sacrifices, our services, they will be lost. And never ascend as incense before the Lord, if he does not do that. No coin is current that hath not Caesar's stamp upon it. No prayers go current in heaven that have not the stamp of Christ upon them. There is nothing more pleasing to our Heavenly Father than to use the mediation of his Son. Such shall be sure to find most favor and to speed best in the court of heaven who still present themselves before the Father with Christ in their arms. Well, my eleventh and last advice and counsel is this. When you come out of your closets, narrowly watch what becomes of your private prayers. Look at what door, in what way, and by what hand the Lord shall please to give you an answer to the secret desires of your souls in a corner. It hath been the custom of the people of God to look after their prayers, to see what success they have had, and to observe what entertainment they have found in heaven. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and will look up. Psalm 5.3 In the words you may observe two things. First, David's posture in prayer. Secondly, his practice after prayer. First, his posture, I will direct my prayer unto thee. Secondly, his practice, I will look up. The prophet in these words makes use of two military words. First, he would not only pray, but marshal up his prayers. He would put them in a battle array. Uh, So much the Hebrew word translated direct imports. Secondly, when he had done this, then he would be as a spy upon his watchtower to see whether he prevailed, whether he got the day or no. And so much the Hebrew word translated look up imports. When David had set his prayer, his petitions, in rank and file, in good array, then he was resolved he would look abroad, he would look about him, to see at what door God would send in an answer of prayer. He is either a fool or a madman, he is either very weak or very wicked, that prays and prays but never looks after his prayers it shoots many an arrow towards heaven, but never minds where his arrows alight. I will hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. Psalm eighty-five, eight. If David would have God to hearken to his prayers, he must then hearken to what God will speak. And upon this point it seems he was fully resolved. The prophet's prayer you have in the seven first verses of this psalm and his gracious resolution you have in the eighth verse. I will hear what God the Lord will speak, as if he had said, Certainly it will not be long before the Lord will give me a gracious answer, a seasonable and a suitable return to my present prayers. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. I wait for the Lord. My soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. I say, more than they that watch for the morning. Those that watch abroad in dangerous times and tedious weather look frequently after the peep of day. That is, they look for the peep of day. How doth the weary sentinel that is wet with the rain of heaven or with the dew of the night wait and watch Look and long for the morning light. Now, this was the frame and temper of David's spirit when he came off from praying. He falls awaiting for a gracious answer. Shall the husbandman wait for the precious fruits of the earth? Shall the merchantman wait for the return of his ships? Shall the wife wait for the return of her husband that is gone on a long journey? And shall not a Christian wait for the return of his prayers? Noah Patiently waited for the return of the dove to the ark with an olive branch in its mouth. So must you patiently wait for the return of your prayers. When children shoot their arrows, they never mind where they fall. But when prudent archers shoot their arrows up into the air, they stand and watch where they fall. You must deal by your prayers as prudent archers do by their arrows. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say to me. Habakkuk 2.1 The prophet, in the former chapter, having been very earnest in his expostulations and very fervent in his supplications, he gets now upon his watchtower to see what becomes of his prayers. He stands as a sentinel and watches as vigilantly and as carefully as a spy, a scout, earnestly longing to hear and see the event, the issue, and success of his prayers. That Christian that in prayer hath one eye upon a divine precept and another upon a gracious promise, that Christian will be sure to look after his prayers. He that prays and waits and waits and prays shall be sure to speed. He shall never fail of rich returns." He that can want as well as wait, and he that can be contented that God is glorified, though he be not gratified, he that dares not antedate God, that is, uh, take before the true time, before God's promises, but patiently waits for the accomplishment of them, he may be confident that he shall have seasonable and suitable answers to all those prayers that he hath posted away to heaven. Though God seldom comes at our time, Yet he never fails to come at his own time. He that shall come will come and will not tarry, it says in Hebrews 10.37. The mercies of God are not styled the swift, but the sure mercies of David. He that makes as much conscience to look after his prayers as to pray shall shortly clap his hands for joy and cry out with that blessed martyr, He is come, Austin, he is come, he is come. This was from Mr. Glover, or Glover, excuse me, in Fox's Martyrs. Certainly, there is little worth in that man's heart, or in that man's prayers, who keeps up a trade of prayer but never looks what becomes of his prayers. When you are in your closets, marshal your prayers; see that every prayer keeps its place and ground. And when you come out of your closets, then look up for an answer. Only take heed. That you be not too hasty and hot with God. Though mercy in the promise be yours, yet the time of giving it out is the Lord's. Therefore, you must wait as well as pray. And thus much, by way of counsel and advice, for the better carrying on of closet prayer. The next section will be directions to prayer. Directions to prayer. Thank you for listening. Do look around our site. Lots of audios here, and I've got to tell you about the latest project that's happened. I trust that you will take advantage of it. We're now on a an internet radio station. I call it Hackberry Radio. If you will go to Hackberry House of that's Hackberry House of and click on the first little audio play that you see there. Just click on it. You'll immediately be at At Hackberry Radio, and you'll be hearing me speak about something that I've already said here on Sermon Audio. We're not leaving Sermon Audio for sure. We're referring people back to Sermon Audio, in fact. So what you do is you listen, and if you haven't heard that series before, because the series are all jumbled up on the radio station... If you haven't heard that particular series, then you come back to Sermon Audio and look it up right here, and I can help you with it if you want to write me at bob.j.falkner.72 at gmail.com. I'd appreciate hearing from you and, and that you will also do check this radio station out so that I know you're out there and that you've heard it, and you maybe you'll get me some positive feedback or some help help that I need to make it a better thing. Thank you so much again. This is the Hackberry House of Chosun, and this audio is being released on the 7th of June, 2023. Lord willing, we'll talk again real soon. Bye-bye.